Hello, welcome to Puzzlement. I'm your host, Nathan Stegman, bringing questionable cases and convictions to your attention. Today we focused on a non-science case and conviction, which left some in the community questioning the fairness and non-prejudice values of the United States justice system. One of the main things that made this case so questionable was the witnesses. One of the main witnesses in the case is a character named Jay. He's an ex-friend of Anon's, and he was not exactly the most uh, model citizen himself. He was heavily involved, or not heavily, but he was involved in dealing drugs, low amounts of marijuana, so that doesn't exactly make him the most reputable source. But during this trial, Jay lied to the cops multiple times. He could never keep his story straight when they were interviewing him. Every time he changed whenever they interviewed him about multiple things, but one of the main things was the phone booth. Jay told the cops that he Anon called him from a phone booth outside of Best Buy, and he even drew it on a map for them. But according to the records Best Buy has, Jay ne they never had a payphone there, and if they did, it would actually be inside the store. But when you also do some investigative digging, which uh, Sarah Koenig from the podcast Serial, which also explored Anon's case, did, no company name, or companies like Verizon, AT&T, they don't have any records of having a phone booth at the store. So this definitely leads someone to question Jay as how good of a witness is he really, and it leads someone to question, was he really a reliable source, or is he just a friend who got mad at another friend and turned on him? Brutally. Another thing that made this case so questionable was the timeline the cops gave. The cops gave a timeline that meant Anon would murder Hay right after school. But this is very, very hard to do, as Sarah Koenig went to go try and do this exact route Anon did, and it they estimated that he would have about a minute to a minute and a half to strangle her once they got to Best Buy. Now, this definitely is not very logical, as to strangle someone takes a lot longer than a minute or a minute and a half. Another theory they have is he did it while he was driving. But now, that would also be very hard to do, as you have to focus on the road when you're driving, and considering there would be a lot of traffic on them as school had just got out and the day was winding down, it makes one to question how reliable the cop's timeline is, and if they really had a lot of evidence against Anon for this, or if they were just going off of some shoddy witness statements, and they didn't truly do a good investigation. Another thing that made this case so questionable was the prejudice in the courtroom. Anon's mom stated she had never felt safe in this courtroom and had a big heavy weight, which was the whole prejudice issue in the courtroom. Now, part of this had to do because 9-11 had just happened, and with the attackers being from the Middle East, there was definitely a heightened sense of awareness about what was going on. But this doesn't look good for how having a fair trial for Anon. Another thing that brought this into question was them not releasing Anon. Because a guy from another trial had just fled to the Middle East after he was released on bond, which that another reason is why they didn't uh, let Anon go. They also said the Middle Eastern looked like a cult, which is extreme, which is another huge heavy issue and another smear on the case, which doesn't look good for having a fair trial. This brings into question how fair was Anon's actual trial, and should he have got another trial because. With the preconceived notions and the prejudice around being Middle Eastern, it doesn't look like Anand truly got a fair trial, unfortunately. 
One of the thing, main things that made this trial so questionable was Anand's lawyer. His lawyer was Christiana Gutierrez, and she claimed, or Anand claimed that she did not do that good of a job. Now, just for reference, a lot of her previous cases have been thrown out because she was proved to be an incompetent lawyer, and so most of her other her other clients had either got new trials or had their convictions thrown out just due to her as a lawyer. But in Anand's case, a lot of people questioned her tactics. She yelled a lot during the trial and raised her voice quite a few times at not only the people in the jury and in the audience, but also the judge and the witnesses. This led to a lot of people wondering her tactics as with Anand in the 9-11 uh, issue and him being Middle Eastern already have happened, did another defense like this really help his case? And so that made a lot of people question how good she was at for Anon. Another thing she did that was very questionable was she didn't interview key witnesses. There were some people who had alibis for Anon, and she didn't even bring them to testify on stand during the trial or even question them before the trial for evidence. So this led a lot of people to believe that she really give Anon a fair shot at getting a fair trial, or is this something else that happened that just adds to Anon's idea of he did not receive a fair trial. And that definitely leaves a lot of questions for Anon and how fair his trial was, and how fair his conviction is as well. The evidence used many more doubts in the minds of the community rather than hard facts, which leads one to wonder, should Anon have even been convicted in the first place? I don't think he should have. I think he should be free because while some of the evidence doesn't exactly look good for Anon, there are some questionable things about his phone records and such. There are a lot more questions and answers surrounding his trial, conviction, and evidence against him. Thank you for listening to another episode of Puzzlement. We'll see you again next week with a different case.